Alright, alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Christmas and Facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon. I'm inside right now. Because it was just raining a little while ago. I was thinking of doing the episode outside, but weather's not good. And, oh, jeez, it's just getting really windy out right now. So, yeah, definitely, uh, that's a no to going out. Just, that's a big no. This is my AEW... Uh, Rampage review, and this is also my AEW Full Gear predictions. So I thought Rampage was good, you know, the main event. Uh, I was disappointed that it was Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, the match itself, to me it was good, but I think the finish was pretty dumb in my opinion. I hope the feud is over, but most likely it's not. You know, hopefully there's a bigger picture to this. I don't know, but overall the show was good. The go-home show for Rampage, the official go-home show going into full gear. You know, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm definitely looking forward to full gear tonight. It's going to be a great pay-per-view. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to see we're gonna see some fun things happen tonight. I don't know if we'll see any debuts happen. You know, there's, still, there's a chance. You know, there's a chance it could happen. But we'll see what happens, though. So let's not waste any time. Let's review Rampage first. So the first match of the night was Bobby Fish versus Jungle Boy. So we know Bobby Fish attacked Jungle Boy after Jungle Boy's match with Anthony Bowens back on Dynamite. So him and Adam Cole seem like they have a mutual agreement. You know, they're both in the Undisputed Era not too long ago back in NXT. So we know Kyle O'Reilly's contract expires next month. So potentially Kyle O'Reilly could be going to AEW. I mean, why would he not? Like, to get the Undisputed Era reunited, that would be huge. That would be huge right there. So we'll see if it does happen, though. It's There's a chance. There's definitely a chance it could happen. But we'll see. Um, but no, there was a good opener to start off right here. And a lot of people have been saying that Bobby Fish is AEW's worst signing so far. I mean, is there anything special about Bobby Fish? Like, when you look at him, I mean, no, in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't build a company around him, but... You know, every match he's had in AEW has been, you know, it's been good, to be honest. You know, he's not really that exciting of a character, in my opinion. Just, I think he's kind of, like, generic, but he's not that bad in the ring. You know, he had a good match with Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Put on a great main event with Brian Danielson. Put on a good match with CM Punk. His match with Anthony Green the week before. That was a squash match, so that's really nothing. Match we had with Lee Moriarty on uh, the AEW Rampage buy-in back in October was good. So, and his match with Jungle Boy was good. So Bobby Fish is a good in-ring talent, but he's just definitely a guy I wouldn't build the company around. You know what I mean? Like he's just there, but he's putting on good matches. I wouldn't say he's the worst signing they they have. There's a whole lot of the worst signings you could say, like Marco Stunt and Joey Janela. I mean, come on, Bobby Fish is nowhere near those type of guys. And some people are saying Matt Hardy. I wouldn't even say that either. What Matt Hardy's doing with the HFO, yes, it's stupid. He should go back to the broken Matt Hardy character so people can get invested in him again. But then you'll have the bandwagon fans but oh, and I love Matt Hardy now. I still love Matt Hardy in the ring, you know. The character, no. But I think that's, I think that's really crazy. People are saying Matt Hardy is the worst sign. Like, really? I mean, come on. Same thing for Bobby Fish. He's not the worst signing. Like, I just named other guys like Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, that are definitely worse signings. Guys that aren't good in the ring. 
I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> or even, you know, Brandon Cutler or Nakazawa, like, those aren't good signings. Like, they're just really not. I mean, Cutler, well, he's kind of okay in the ring, but it's, it's just not a good signing, though, when you think of it. You can't say Bobby Fish is... Basically saying Bobby Fish is the worst signing, saying he's worse than those guys. He's absolutely not. If anything, he's better. A million times better. I mean, come on. Let's be real with ourselves. <sighs> so whatever, though. But Jungle Boy, a lot of talent, obviously, you know. He's getting better. I mean, his in-ring work has been good his whole AW career so far. He's gotten better on the mic. It's right to see him talk more. Because if he's going to be a champion one day in AEW, he's got to be able to talk. So it is good to see him start to talk more. That's what we see out of him right there. So he can be the total package. Which is good, you know. And I'm really hoping, you know, because I I keep on talking about the TNT title. Because even I think about this when I'm not doing episodes. Like I always think about what could they do for the TNT title. Because I feel like the TNT title needs a big store. And I've been talking about it for weeks now. You know, with Sammy Guevara's TNT champion, like, who can he face? Like, he could face Orange Cassidy, he could face Powerhouse Hobbs. Like, who can he drop the title to? You know, he really could drop it to Jungle Boy. They could really build a really good story between Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. You know, whether you want to do it on a special Dynamite or you want to do it at Revolution, whenever that's going to be, whether it's late February, early March, I want to see... I'm going to lock it in right now. That's who I want to see Sammy Guevara drop the TNT title to. I want it to be the Jungle Boy. Don't do it too early, though. You know, do it a few months. Do it between January to March, within that time period. You know what I mean? That's what they should do, and Jungle Boy can have a nice run. So that's who I want Sammy to drop the title to. And I know a lot of people may want Jungle Boy to become world champion, too, and so do I, but he's just not ready for that just yet. He's not, he's not ready for that just yet. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's just what I would do right there. I think it would be the perfect thing to do. I mean, we're not perfect. Some of, I think a lot of people would disagree. You know, that, that's fair. But I think it would be the right thing to do. Not the perfect thing. I would say the right thing. Um, but, yeah, this match was good, though. It was hard-hitting. You know, Bobby Fish put on a good performance against Jungle Boy. They were beating the hell out of each other, which was nice. You know, especially when uh, Jungle Boy got the snare trap in on Bobby Fish and he was banging at his head right there with elbows to the head trying to knock him out. And he did. And Bobby Fish didn't tap out, but he was knocked out. And that was it. Jungle Boy gets the win to start off Rampage. And after the match, you saw Adam Cole, baby, come out. And he attacked Jungle Boy and Bobby Fish helped him as well. And we saw Luchasaurus and Christian Cage come out and chase him away. So I'm looking forward to that match tomorrow, the trios match between... Um, the Super Click, Adam Cole, baby, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson versus uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage in the Falls Count Anywhere match. And I will say, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage need the win. And I would say Jungle Boy has to get the pin, whether it's on Adam Cole or whichever Young Bucks, they got to win. Jungle Boy's got to get the pin, though. That's all I'm going to say. Because if Luchasaurus or Christian Cage get the pin, it's like, uh... You got to give it to Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is the guy right here. He's one of the four pillars. So he needs to get the pin. Kind of like, you know, in the Minneapolis street fight between the Inner Circle and America Top Team in the Men of the Year, Sam Guevara should get the pin. Just like he did at uh, Double or Nothing. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
we did, they did show a video package of Brian Danielson and Miro. We know that match is tonight, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament uh, Finals. It's going to be a hell of a match. It is going to be a hell of a match. I like, hopefully it opens up full gear just like Kenny and Hangman did last year in the finals. You know, part of me really does want Miro to win, but Brian's, Brian's going to win. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, I really do want Miro to win, but, you know, Brian would be the right decision. Because if Hangman does win tonight and we get him versus Brian Danielson, most likely at UBS Arena next month, that's what I'm going to predict. You know... I would say Brian's first loss should be against Hangman then, if that's how it goes. But we'll see how it happens. We'll see what happens though. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be something though. It is. Um, I look forward to that match. But now we do get to the next match right here. Before we get to the next match right here, we did see the Super Click backstage. Adam Cole was talking. He got cut off by Hangman Adam Page, and they confronted each other. I was like. Hmm, okay. Like, Hangman Adam Cole, potential feud right here coming up in the future. I'm like, all right, this is interesting. You know, and Hangman said he wants to talk to the Young Bucks alone. And and um, Adam Cole is like, whatever you want to say in front of the Bucks, you could say in front of me. And then Matt Jackson said, it's cool, it's cool, it's fine. So Hangman actually apologized to the Young Bucks, saying, you know, he was acting like an ass for so long. You know, he cost him a shot at the World Tag Team titles. And, you know, you guys cost me a world title shot and the Dark Order a tag team title shot. So now we're even. But Hangman said, at full gear, or he said on Saturday, but, you know, at full gear, if you so as much lay a hand on me, I'm going to ruin you. I swear to God. I'm like, you know, because they've been, like, kind of, like, teasing that the Young Bucks might help Hangman win. Maybe they'll betray Kenny. I don't think they should do that, though, in my opinion. I wouldn't want to see Hangman turn heel if he wins the belt. I mean, no. Like, it could be good revenge against Kenny, but no, it's not the way to go. Just, Hangman's got to win clean, you know. Hopefully there's no interference other than maybe, like, Don Cowes, which is totally acceptable because he's going to be out there from ringside. But, you know, nobody else should get involved. Dark Horse should stay away. The rest of the Elite should just stay away. Just let it end the way it's supposed to. But, you know, it's a good tease that, you know, the Young Bucks can help Hangman. That's a good that's a good tease, but it shouldn't happen. You know, would I be all for it? I really wouldn't, to be honest. I'm being completely honest. I wouldn't be for it. Hangman needs to win on his own. Because then it just shows you he needs help. You know what I mean? Like, no. He's got to win on his own. A heel turn could happen sometime in the future, but not right now. He's the biggest babyface in the company right now. <laughs> He's just, that, that wouldn't make any sense, you know what I mean? It just wouldn't. But now we do get to the next match right here between Jade Cargo and Santana Garrett. Pretty short match. We did see Red Velvet at ringside, and we know Red Velvet's going to face Jade Cargo in the second round of the TBS Women's Tournament. Um, you know, even though I'm not a fan of Red Velvet, because, you know, she does botch a lot in the ring, you know, her and Cargo have some good chemistry, so I think they'll put on a good match whenever that match is going to happen, whether it's on the, one of the upcoming Dynamites or Rampages, whenever. They're going to both put on a good match. And the winner of that match will face Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter. Or Thunder Rosa or Jamie Hayter, I should say. And we know on the other side, the winner of Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose will face the winner of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. So I'm still predicting the third round will be Jade Cargo versus Thunder Rosa and uh, Shida and Soho. 
which will be very interesting. It really will be. Uh, but yeah, this match was short. You know, Jay Cargill was just taunting Red Velvet, and they were jawing at each other outside the ring. And actually, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Jay Cargill's debut in AEW. She's come so far. Because when she debuted, I didn't like her at first because she couldn't talk. She was talking, like, so slow. I mean, okay, granted, it was her first night on Dynamite, you know, on live television. You know, I understand. You have, you have, to, you have to understand, though. Or actually, one-year anniversary was actually, um... I think it was on the 12th of last year, I believe. No, 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 excuse me, the 11th of last year, on Veterans Day last year. Uh, she debuted. But yeah, still one-year anniversary, like... I get it was her live television debut, you know, I was like, oh my god, she can't speak at all. I mean, let's just see how she is in the ring, because she's never wrestled before, and she's impressed me every time in the ring, and she's gotten better on the mic, even with a manager, she's great. She doesn't need Mark Sterling to talk for her, she can talk for herself, but Mark Sterling adds some good heat there, so... She's come a long way in a year. She's come a long way, she absolutely has. You know, so like I said, this match was short. You know, she threw Santana Garrett at Red Velvet, and Red Velvet tried to get loose, and she couldn't. Everybody was holding her back, and Jay Cargill, Santana Garrett back in the ring, and Cargill was on the other corner playing possum, and then Santana Garrett leaped at her. Then Jay Cargill caught her, hit her with the jaded. <clears throat> One, two, three. Jay Cargill beats Santana, beats Santana Garrett. So she's got a lot of momentum going into the match with Red Velvet, whenever that match will be. You know, I believe it'll be... I'm going to predict it'll be on Rampage next week. That's just my prediction. I mean, they could put it on Dynamite, go right ahead. But I believe it'll be on Rampage next week. That's just a prediction. So we'll see. Um, yeah, there was a cake out there for her anniversary. And, Mar- and Smart Mark Sterling picked it up. And then out of nowhere, Red Velvet speared Jay Cargill. And then as Smart Mark Sterling turned around, Red Velvet just smacked the cake in his face. And that was pretty funny. And they, they started brawling. Jade Cargo and Red Velvet. The referees came out trying to separate them. The crowd was hot right here. They were electric for them fighting. They were going back and forth with each other. So that was pretty cool. So I am looking forward to this match now. I know I said I kind of wasn't because of how Red Velvet is in the ring. But when they had their singles match after they had that um, after they had that tag team match, they put on a good singles match. You know, So hopefully this one is better. Or even if it's the same way it is, you know what, that's fine. You know, it shows they have good chemistry, so that'll be cool. And I will say, though, if Jade Cargill does win the TBS Women's title, which I believe she will, I have I would have to say, though, Red Velvet does deserve a shot at that title when you think of it, because that's her longest rivalry. That's her longest rival right there, so it would make sense. Even though I, w- I wouldn't want Red Velvet to win unless she improves in the ring, which hopefully she does, then maybe I consider Red Velvet winning. But not right now, of course. But now we get to the next match right here between Dante Martin and Aria Davari. For those who don't know who Aria Davari is, uh, he was in WWE not too long ago. He was in the Cruiserweight division. And his brother Davari, you know, was a manager back in the WWE. Uh, years ago, he managed um, Kurt Angle. Before that, it was Muhammad Hassan. We all know about... That whole character, um, managed Mark Henry at a time. I, yeah, I think he did manage the great Kyle. Yeah, he managed the great Kyle Lee at a time as well. So, and he was, you know, he wasn't that bad of a wrestler. 
But you know, I know, you know, we know Ira Davari was in the cruiserweight division not too long ago. You know, he was decent in my opinion. You know, I thought he was, you know, a decent, you know, wrestler. And I feel like, you know, and I want to bring up one thing about the cruiserweight division. They could have done, they really could have done a whole lot better with it. Like, it shouldn't have been on Raw, in my opinion. Because when they, when they split up the, dra- what, excuse me, when they split up the brands again in 2016, they should have put the cruiserweight division on SmackDown like it used to be. Because back in the day, I think, um, what year? I don't know if it was like, it was in the mid-2000s, you know, they stopped the Cruiserweight division in 07, which was a bad decision, in my opinion. Um, you know, in the mid-2000s, they had the Cruiserweight title solely on SmackDown. That's what they should have done. Just in my opinion, though. I mean, I guess you could say, okay, it's on Raw, it's a three-hour show, it gives them time. Yeah, but, you know, it should have just been for SmackDown, in my opinion. That's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. But you know, it was a waste. It was just a wasted opportunity. That's just my opinion, though. Um, <laughs> could have done a lot better. But no, this match with Dante Martin Ari Davari was good. It was a fun match. Definitely my favorite match of the night. The best match of the night, in my opinion. And we you know Leo Rush wasn't there. He is home with his family grieving at the loss of his grandmother. My best wishes go out to Leo Rush. He put on a hell of a performance with Dante Martin against Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel back on Dynamite. So I hope. He's doing well, and I hope his family's doing well. We did see uh, b- behind commentators, we did see the rest of Team Taz. We know Ricky Starks is on commentary with Jericho and uh, Excalibur and Taz. We did see Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs behind them. And Taz is teasing that his own... Excuse me. Oh God, I can't even speak. Saying that Team Taz... Like, they were teasing that Team Taz is going to recruit Dante Martin. And then Jericho tried to twist it, like, saying, what if Ari Davari wins? Do you recruit him? And Taz, you know, basically said, yeah, yeah, we, we just might. So I'm thinking, hmm. Like, Dante Martin and Team Taz, would he fit in Team Taz? Would that be the way to go for him? I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, it's unique, in my opinion. And I just thought about this because I was thinking about it last night when I was watching Rampage. I think I know what could be next for Chris Jericho. What could be next for Chris Jericho and solely the inner circle, they could feud with Team Taz. Because Jericho and Starks have been going at it on commentary. I wouldn't mind that feud. If Team Taz goes over in that feud, that would be good. That would be great for them because a lot of people are kind of like, whatever with Team Taz, I think that would be huge for them. That would be huge, especially if Starks, like, pins Jericho in that feud. If it does happen, I don't know if they're planning it, but I think if they are, you should do it, like, right away. Do it after full gear. Like, set it up. That's what they should do. Especially the heat on commentary right there with Starks and Jericho and Taz would be great. It would be great. That's just what I would do. Like I said, I don't know if they're planning. If they are, then great. And hopefully they do. Hopefully they are right now at the moment. Because that would be a nice view. That's something for Jericho to do. Because I've been like thinking, like, okay, what's next for Jericho after full gear? There you go. Um, but oh, this match, like I said, it was awesome. Two high flyers right here. Put on an amazing match. Loved it. They're both from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So they both got nice receptions. The crowd was going crazy for them. This really should have been the main event, in my opinion. 
you know, it really should have been, you know, two guys from Minneapolis, Minnesota, main eventing in their hometown. It would have been so nice to see that happen. I get Cassidy and Matt Hardy have a story. This is only a one-match thing. And who knows, maybe the, maybe AEW will sign Ari Devari. That would be a nice signing for them. That would be nice. You know, they brought in Tony Nese, who was in the Cruiserweight division back in the past for WWE. So you bring in Devari, that would be nice. That's cool. Because um, I haven't seen Devari wrestle in a while. I almost forgot, like, what his skill set was in the rings. <laughs> like I said, I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. But, um... Uh, him and Dante put on a good match. I really enjoyed it. You know, my favorite part of the match when Dante, like when he flew at Davari outside the ring, like when he jumped on the ropes and just springboard right at Davari. I was like, holy cow, how the hell did he do that? And then he did his finisher on Davari, one, two, three, and Dante Martin gets the win over Davari. And after the match, we did see the uh, Team Taz go into the ring, you know, Powers Hobbs and Hook. Power Hobbs had a contract, and Hook had chips. He was offering to Dante. Like, okay. Power Hobbs gave him the contract. Ricky Starks got on the mic and said, you know, here's a chance for you to join Team Taz, but we'll give you some time. So probably like a week they'll give him to see if he wants to join Team Taz. Like, they're recruiting. So, you know, it would be interesting. It would be kind of unique to see Dante in Team Taz. I don't know if they'll do that though, because well, he just he just got with Leo Rush, so it would be kind of quick to get him away from Leo. It's like I think something's gonna happen, whether it's on Dynamite or Rampage coming up with Dante and Team Taz. Like something's gonna happen. Like I don't think he's gonna join. I mean, it's a nice offer. It's like it's intriguing. It's like oh, okay, maybe he'll join. Maybe he'll join Team Taz, but I don't think he will. I don't think he will. It it doesn't really make sense. You know, it's there hasn't really been much of a story, you know, to it with Team Taz just yet. You know, like kinda like Christian Cage like had a like a story with Team Taz for a little bit before they recruited him. Or not really like not before they recruited him, like um Well yeah, kinda like before they recruited him, like there was a little bit of a story like like there, so I mean, we'll see what happens. If it happens it does. If it doesn't it doesn't, you know. Would I have Dante join Team Taz? Nah. Just he doesn't he doesn't seem like he would fit with Team Taz. Like I think it'd be great if he was feuding with Team Taz, because he put on some good matches right there. Because he put on a good match with Powerhouse Hobbs back on Dynamite. Actually it was a Dynamite after um All Out. And I think him and Starks could put on a really good match. That could be a main event match. Especially if Hook gets in the ring, that would be nice as well whenever he does. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, though. Maybe it'll be, like, a one-time thing where he joins Team Taz. Maybe he'll join for a little while. You know, we'll see. I don't think he's going to, though. But now we do get to the main event of the evening. The Lumberjack match between Freshly Squeezed, Orange Cassidy, and Big Money, Matt Hardy. And like I said at the beginning of this episode... You know, like I said at the beginning of this episode... I I did enjoy the match, to be honest. It wasn't as bad as people said, to be honest. Like, it really wasn't. Just the finish was bad. And I don't like Lumberjack matches, to be honest. I think it's very goofy and gimmicky. It's just not, like, not my style right there of a match. I just, I never really cared for Lumberjack matches. It just, 
I, I don't know. I just never cared for those type of matches. They're just whatever. It was kind of cool to see best friends dress up as lumberjacks. That was pretty cool. But overall, eh, it's just I don't like those kind of matches. I mean, it is kind of cool to see everyone brawl. It's always the good guys, the bad guys brawling. So, I mean, yeah, at, at, at a point it's cool, but then it's just like, eh, like whatever. Um, but like I said, the match itself, it wasn't that bad in my opinion. It really wasn't. Like, towards the end, it started to pick up a lot. You know, um, it was really cool seeing uh, Will Yuta and Chuck Taylor fly on everybody. That was pretty cool. You know, Cassidy was heating up, and it was kind of cool, like how Matt Hardy was afraid to take a splash from uh, Orange Cassidy because when they did that back in August, Cassidy accidentally broke his nose. So they did it perfectly this time. But yeah, everybody was getting involved, you know. And we did see the Varsity Blondes at ring, so I'm thinking, when are they going to get back in the ring on uh, on Dynamite Rampage? We haven't seen them in a while. It's like ever since Brian Pillman Jr. lost to... MJF at Grand Slam. We just haven't seen him on TV at all. I think he's wrestled on Dark, but I want to see him get on TV at least. Like, come on. Um, but hopefully the Varsity Blondes, I just want to say this, hopefully they win the tag team titles eventually because that would be really nice. And I, I still see Brian Pillman Jr. winning the world title in the future. Like, I'd say maybe like 2023 or 2024, he'll be world champion. That's just, you know, it's a prediction. We'll see what happens, though. Um, but, yeah, it's just this feud, it's... Even Orange Cassidy said it before the match, where they did the whole thing with, uh, you know, Mark Henry talking to both sides before the main event. He even said, like, you know, it's, this has gone on forever. I feel like this has gone on forever. Let's just end this. And Matt Hardy said, it is going to end. It's going to end for you. It's going to be over. You know, but like I said, towards the end, it started to pick up. Everybody's getting involved. Cassidy was orange punching everybody, even though he missed Peter Avalon. When you see it, like, in uh, in real time, you think that he got him. But when you see it in slow motion, he didn't even, he was not even close to connecting. And even Peter Avalon, like, when Orange Cassidy was outside the ring, he wasn't even punching him. I'm like, oh, my God. When he was down, he wasn't even punching him. I'm like, Avalon, come on. Just, seriously, you don't know the camera's on you? Come on, man. Seriously. Oh, and then we saw the bunny get in the ring, and or we saw other people get in the ring. Like Willie Uta went after I, I or blah, he didn't go after Isaiah Cassidy. He went after the Blade, and then Isaiah Cassidy went after Willie Uta, and Chuck Taylor went after Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy went after Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and that's when Cassidy was orange punching everybody, and then the bunny got in the ring, and Statlander took her down, and the Blade got back in the ring, and. Hit, Cass- hit Orange Cassidy with the brass knucks. And then Matt Hardy. I mean, I don't know what he was trying to do here. Like, he hit an elbow drop, but it didn't even connect on Orange Cassidy. I don't know if he was trying to get the referee's attention, if that was the plan. I mean, if that if they say that was the whole plan, then okay. Then it makes sense, but it looked very awkward. And Hardy went for the pin, one, two, three, and that was, that was it. I was like, okay... So Matt Hardy gets the win, but now they're tied up at one. So now you know they're going to have to do a tiebreaker match. I'm like, oh my God, seriously? They're going to continue this feud? Like I said, it wasn't a bad main event. It's just like, uh, just end this feud already. Break up the HFO. Let Matt Hardy be broken Matt Hardy again. Because this big money Matt character 
has went on way too long. It's went on the whole year. At first, it was cool when it was just him and Private Party. That was fine. That was absolutely fine. But you bring in all these characters. You bring in Butcher and the Blade. You bring in TH2 and the Bunny and George Orell, whatever his name is. Um, who else? Am I forgetting anybody? That they brought in. Uh, just like, oh my god, you're bringing too many people. It should just, it should just stayed Matt Hardy and Private Party. That's how it should have stayed. Like Matt Hardy just mentoring them. That's what he was doing. But now it's just dumb. It's like, oh my god, just it's the worst thing going in AEW. It is. It really is. Like they should really just end it, please. Just disband them all. Let them all like have a breakup and say, you know what, we're tired of losing, we're all going to go our separate ways. TH2 can do their own thing, Jarrell can do his own thing, the Bunny could do her own thing with the Butcher and the Blade. Private Party, they could do their own thing, and Matt Hardy could be all alone. And that's where he could become broken again, saying, well, now I'm all alone. And he becomes broken Matt Hardy again, then the people will get invested in him again. That's how they should do it, and hopefully they're starting to plan it. So that's the end of my Rampage review. Now let's predict AEW Full Gear. Let me pull up the matches real quick. There we go. So we'll start with the buy-in. I'm not going to watch the buy-in because... But I, I don't watch it, so... That's just... I never watched the pre-show either with WWE, so I'll just let you guys know that. So the buy-in match. We got Akarashita and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. So this match, like I said, I'm not going to watch it, so... I'll make my prediction right here. I'm predicting Hukaru Shida and Thunder Rosa will beat Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Did I say Nyla Rosa at first? So Nyla Rose, excuse me. <laughs> okay, now we get to the main card. We got Brian Danielson versus Miro in the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship shot. So, Brian Danielson versus Miro. So, Brian Danielson has never beaten Miro. He said that in the video package. Hmm. This is going to be a really good match, and hopefully it does open up full gear. Even though I low-key do want Miro to win because of the streak that he's been on, especially now that he's back after being, being away for like a month. Or he still was doing um, video packages, but he hadn't wrestled in a month. So, he wrestled Orange Cassidy. In the semifinals. Um, it's going to be a good opener. And it's Brian Danielson's first match. First pay-per-view match. In AEW. Hmm. You know. They could pull a whole swerve where Miro wins. But I don't think he's going to. It's going to be a great match. I'm going to go with Brian Danielson to beat Miro. And he'll get a future AEW world title shot. Alright. Next match. We got the trios match, the Falls Count Anywhere trios match between Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Super Click, Adam Cole, baby, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. It's a pretty cool stipulation, too, a Falls Count Anywhere match, you know, for a trios match. This will be really fun. You know, we know Jurassic Express hasn't won on pay-per-view that much in AEW. I don't believe at all that they've won on pay-per-view. Um, or maybe I think they did a fight for the fall in 2019 when it was a pay-per-view. Um, other than that, they haven't won at really at all, other than Jungle Boy winning the uh, Casino Battle Royal back in May. And Christian Cage so far hasn't won on pay-per-view in AEW. He lost in the Battle Royal. He was eliminated last by Jungle Boy. 
And then he lost to Kenny Omega for the world title at an all-out. So I think that will all change tonight. Because I'm going to go with Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus to beat the Super Click tonight in the six, oh, I'd say six man, but it's trios, Falls County were match. So I got Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. So next match, uh, another tag team match. We got Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. So who would have thought right now we'd see Cody Rhodes and Pac teaming up? You kind of could figure, you know, Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo, but Cody Rhodes and Pac, that's a unique kind of team. I know, I know it won't happen, but imagine those two teaming up, like, for real, like, becoming a tag team, going after the belts. That would be an interesting team, you know, in some other universe. Not here, though, but one can dream. Um, you know, everybody's been thinking, is this where Cody Rhodes turns heel? Does he turn heel on Pac? After the match, and they set up Cody Rhodes versus Pac, which will be, it'll be a nice feud. Just as, you know, it'll be nice to see them team up. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening. I don't think Cody is turning heel. I hope to be wrong. He even said it recently that, again, he's not going to turn heel. Like, he even said he doesn't believe he has 10 years left. Like, he feels like he only has three years left in wrestling. So he's going to try and collect all the accolades that he can. So I'm like, okay, that's... So he could he could be working everybody, which I hope that he is. But at the end of the day, with this match right here, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes and Pac to beat Malachi Black and Andrade Alidolo. Next match, we got the Minneapolis Street Fight. The Inner Circle, Chris Jake... Chris Jaker, really? Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, and the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, versus the men of the year, Ethan Page, all legal Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky, and America top team, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Ovalosky, and Dan Lambert. So again, I'm still kind of a little bit skeptical about Dan Lambert wrestling, unless they pull a whole thing where he doesn't wrestle and somebody takes his spot. Which, I mean, it's a little bit too late for that, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to do that, you know, right now. I think if they were going to do it, they would have done it already. So, I'm going to enjoy this match, though, because I like the stipulation. I feel like Sammy Guevara is going to go off in this match. And I think Junior Dos Santos, on the other side, is really going to show out tonight. Because he really impressed me on Rampage in the trios match last month. So, I think he's really going to impress me tonight here at Full Gear. At the end of the day with this match, it's going to be a fun one. I got the inner circle beating the men of the year and America top team. All right, all right. Next match. We got CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This whole feud's been going on for like, when you think behind the scenes, been going on for two decades. Because apparently back in 2002, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston didn't have real life heat. Like, CM Punk thought Eddie Kingston was an unsafe and lazy worker. I was like, oh, okay. So these two had legit heat. They had legit heat back then. So that's something on the independent scene. And now here they are on pay-per-view in AEW about to have, about to have a wrestling match. Take the independent scene anymore. It's like 19 years later, now they're inside the ring against each other. Who would have thought? You know, even though this feud's only been going on for a couple weeks, it's been the hottest thing right now. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. I don't think people should be upset if CM Punk wins. 
because and he's not going to lose right now. It's not his time. I, th- I still think the guy to you know beat CM Punk, the first guy to beat CM Punk, should be MJF. I've been saying that. You know, Eddie Kingston, like I said, he's a Yonkers guy. Love him. So, but he's not the right guy to beat CM Punk. It's it's MJF. I mean, come on. And we'll get to the MJF match in just a second. But these two, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. At the end of the day right here, I got CM Punk beating Eddie Kingston. So now let's get to the MJF match. MJF versus Darby Allen. Two of the four pillars going at it here at full gear. It's kind of strange we haven't seen these two in the ring just yet until now. You know, these two are the two hottest stars here in AEW. Whew. It's been a good feud between these two guys. It's been a really good feud. I've really enjoyed it. It's going to be a great match. You know, I love Darby and I love MJF. You know, they're both coming off tough losses at All Out where Darby lost to CM Punk and MJF lost to Chris Jericho. But realistically, you know that MJF needs to win this match. He's got to win this match. It doesn't affect Darby if he loses. I mean, the guy is the longest reigning TNT champion so far. So this doesn't affect him losing right here. It does Losing doesn't affect him at all. It doesn't. Darby's going to be just fine. MJF needs to win because, like I said, I believe they're going to do him and CM Punk next for the big feud. And he's got to look strong going against CM Punk. Can't look weak. You know what I mean? So even though King MGJ hates MJF and he's coming over to watch the pay-per-view later on, he hates MJF for the passion. He loves Darby. I've been telling him MJF's going to win. That's my prediction right there. I got MJF beating Darby Allen. It's going to be a really good match, though. It's going to be fun to watch. And now let's get to the championship matches. So we'll start off with the tag team titles, the AEW World Tag Team titles. We've got the Lucha Bros, Pentel, Cerro Miedo, and Ray Phoenix, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, versus the AAA World Tag Team Champions, FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. So it's not a winner-take-all match. It's just for the AEW World Tag Team titles. These two teams have went at it twice. They went at it fight for the Fallen last year, where FTR was victorious over the Lucha Bros. And these two went at it on Saturday Night Dynamite on the 16th of last month for the AAA World Tag Team titles, where FTR was dressed up as Luchadors. And FTR got the best of the Lucha Bros again by beating the Lucha Bros for the AAA World Tag Team titles. So FTR's 2-0. They're 2-0 against the Lucha Bros. Can they go 3-0? I'm going to say they will not. Even though I wouldn't mind FTR winning at all, to be honest. I wouldn't mind them winning. I wouldn't mind them winning back the tag team titles. I'm going to be completely honest. I wouldn't mind it one bit. I would not mind it at all. You know, I'm all for it. I'm completely all for it. But... Ooh, these two, they're gonna put these two tag teams are gonna put on a hell of a match. They really are. You know, I, I still believe Santana and Ortiz are gonna get the belts off. Whoever wins this match, that's what I believe is next after this match. Um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You know, whoever wins, I'll be happy with. But at the end of the day, I got the Lucha Bros, Pentel, Santa Miedo, and Ray Phoenix retaining. The AEW World Tag Team Championships. 
So now let's get to the next match right here for the AEW Women's World Championship. Dr. Britt Baker, DND, the AEW Women's World Champion, versus Ty Conti. So this is Ty Conti's second world title match. She did face Akaro Shida back in April for the AEW Women's World title. Put on a hell of a match. Especially since it was live as well. Hell of a match. And she even faced uh, Serena Deeb at New Year's Smash Night 2 for the NWA Women's World title. She's been unsuccessful twice. Ty Conti in world title matches. So could three times be the charm? You know, I will be honest. I wouldn't mind if Ty Conti wins, but I still see the bigger picture is Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Because Thunder Rosa does not win the TBS Women's World title, in my opinion. That's, and that's fine. Nobody should be mad about that. Because there's the bigger picture right here, the bigger story with Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So I still see that as the big money feud right there. That's who I see Dr. Britt Baker losing to. And that's nothing against Ty Conti at all. Like I said, I wouldn't mind if she wins. It'd be, it'd be very exciting and it'd be unexpected. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it at all. I don't think it's going to happen, though. It's not Ty Conti's time yet. Just in my, It's great she's going to be on pay-per-view. This is huge. She's going to open up a lot of eyes right here on pay-per-view. She's definitely opened up my eyes with how she's done in the ring. You know, she's been great. But it's not her time just yet. Eventually it will be. Eventually will be. And I think maybe she'll go after the TBS Women's title in the future. But it's just not a time just yet. Just not yet. It's going to be a great match. I'm going to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, retaining the AEW Women's World title. And now let's get to the main event. The AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. For the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. The match we've all been waiting for. These two went at it last year at full gear. For a shot at the AEW World title. And Kenny Omega was victorious. So now we know Hangman. He wants revenge. This has been the best story in AEW. Right now it's, it's the best story. They've been building this up for a whole year. You know, because Hangman has always picked himself right back up. He picked himself right back up after losing to Kenny Omega last year at Full Gear. He just continues to pick himself back up. He doesn't quit. He never stops. You know, and it wasn't Hangman's time last year. This time it is. And these and these fans, they're going to be going absolutely nuts in Minnesota tonight for the main event. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere tonight. It is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to probably be the loudest you've heard an AEW crowd ever so far in their history. And I'm telling you, if Hangman does win, that pop is going to be huge. If he doesn't win, yeah, then the the heat's going to be the heat's going to be big. It definitely will be. But I do believe in Hangman. You know, because Hangman's character, you know, he has been an anxious millennial cowboy. You know, where he hasn't believed in himself. He doesn't have any confidence. But now he's got confidence. He's got his self-esteem. So a confident Hangman Adam Page is very, very dangerous. So you let that cowboy get confident... Oh, man, he could do amazing things. 
You absolutely can. Oh my god, guys. Like, this is... This match I am looking forward to so much. Just like everybody else is. But this feels so good. Especially we're going to be in Hangman's town. His hometown next week in Virginia for Dynamite and Rampage. Just that homecoming will be... Will be awesome. No matter what. It will be. But at the end of the day... Kenny Omega's had an amazing run. You know, I know a lot of people, how they feel about him. That's their opinion. It's completely fine. I think Kenny is a hell of an athlete, a hell of a wrestler. You know, his mic skills, you know, at times he's been cringy, but when he's gotten serious, he's really good. You know, he's had great feuds since he's been world champion. You know, the feud he had with John Moxley. And, you know, he made Orange Cassidy look really good, and they had Pac in the mix, and that was good. Him and Jungle Boy put on a great match on Saturday Night Dynamite in June. I really thought Jungle Boy was going to win because they said Kenny was dealing with injuries. And I'm like, oh, maybe they'll give the title to Jungle Boy. But that didn't happen. And they went with Kenny and Hangman, but then they had to pull it back. And they did Kenny and Christian Cage. Those two put on a great match at All Out in the main event last year. You know, who would have thought Christian Cage would be wrestling Kenny Omega in 2021 in a main event of a pay-per-view? Who would have thought that? Nobody could predict that right there. You just, you simply couldn't. And Kenny had the little thing going on with Brian Danielson. You know, that, those two put on a, whew, they put on a great match at Grand Slam. And now, you got Kenny and Hangman again. This time, for real right here. Oh my god, guys. It's going to be something. Kenny's been champion for um, 11 months now. You know, it's been almost a year. He won on December 2nd last year. It's been 11 months. And he's had a hell of a run. Right right now, he is the longest reigning world champion. And that's probably going to be like that for a while. At the end of the day, though, that anxious millennial, now confident cowboy, Hangman and Page, will beat Kenny Omega tonight. And he will become the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So there you have it, guys. So... Hopefully it happens. Crossing my fingers, I'm going to go crazy if it does. And I'll go crazy if it doesn't. So, But here are my predictions right here on the buy-in. The tag team match between Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. I got Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. In the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. Between Brian Danielson versus Miro, I got Brian Danielson. In the trios, Falls Count Anywhere match between Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Super Click, Adam Cole, baby, and the Unbucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. I got Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. I got Cody Rhodes and Pac. Um, the Minneapolis Street Fight between the Inner Circle and the Men of the Year and America Top Team. I got the Inner Circle. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I got CM Punk. Darby Allen versus MJF. I have MJF. For the AEW World Tag Team titles between the Lucha Bros, Pentel Cedro and Ray Phoenix versus the AAA World Tag Team Champions, FTR, Dax Harwin, Cash Wheeler. I got the Lucha Bros, Pentel Cedro and Ray Phoenix, the AEW World Tag Team Champions to retain. For the AEW Women's World Title between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's World Champion versus Ty Conti. I got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, retaining the AEW Women's World Title. And the main event for the AEW World title, I got Kenny Omega, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, versus Hangman Adam Page. I got Hangman Adam Page winning the AEW World title, sending the fans home happy.
But all right, guys, that's my AEW Rampage slash AEW Full Gear, uh, AEW Rampage review slash AEW Full Gear 2021 predictions. I hope you guys that are watching tonight enjoy the pay-per-view, and I will talk to you guys around the same time tomorrow afternoon. Like, um, I uh, will talk to you guys around the same time uh, tomorrow. Like mostly like at four o'clock to review AEW full gear. So I hope you guys that are watching enjoy. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow to review AEW full gear. So enjoy your night, guys. Talk to you guys tomorrow.